Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to crank and rank with Old Head and Eddie Sparks. Well, that's a new way to do it. Hey, um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's snappy. Yeah. And for those of you who are new, Cranked and Ranked is a podcast and YouTube show where we rank artist discographies most of the time. That's what we're doing here, um, where we talk about an entire discography of full-length albums, and we rank them for what we feel is the least good to the most good, sometimes the shittiest. Uh, in this case, not that's not the case <laughs> at all. Um, this is literally least good to most good. And yeah. we have a long-ass discussion about it with lots of tangents. So if you're new, welcome. I am Old Head. With me, as always, Eddie Sparks. That That's me. That's me. You see me right there. That's where I am. I, I like the Black Gives Way to Blue shirt you got going Thank there. Thank you. The Allison yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that shirt before. Yeah, I cut the sleeves off it because it got a little tight. Because you, you, know, you got to show off the, the brown guns. This is me. I look like on, on Tuesday, I was out in the sun for three hours <laughs> in this shirt, I mean, in this kind of shirt. And that's all I've got. It's just it's still as white as can be out there in the Texan heat. If anything, that's kind of impressive that you did that. <laughs> My skin is like, fuck it. We've been this color for 45 years. <laughs> You're literally evolving to not tan. Yeah, that's pretty great. Hopefully my daughter has that one too. Um, she'll, she'll, she'll never never burn in the sun. Well, that's not true. When I was younger, I would burn all the time. I, I was miserable. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway... I've only ever had, like, bad sunburn one time, and that was, like, across my shoulders and my back. And I just remember, like, being fine initially, and then the following day I woke up, and it literally just felt like someone had lit my back on fire. And then days later it all peeled off, and I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, no wonder this gives people cancer. This is (laughs) fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but yeah. I mean, I I, I understand that a lot of people find tan skin attractive but if you yeah. take that if you take that part away from it going out in the sun with the intention of the sun doing something to your body that's fucking insane yeah. <laughs> like why <You're- laughs> why do that it's like i'm just gonna walk into a fire for a second and then walk out of the fire you know yeah you, you ever you ever seen that that thing you, you know the in the alpha male sphere there was that thing about tanning your balls you ever hear about that? That no. was a, that was a thing. Yeah, I don't what? know. Well, it's I just mean, just some way to market looking like a dickhead. <laughs> it's just it's just because they didn't want to have to break it to their girlfriends. Look, look, I, I know you think this is this beautiful golden tan, but I, once you go down there, I'm sorry, it's going to be a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like visible cartoon glow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just I'm fine. I'm fine with you know. With 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 my uh, my my milky white skin, <laughs> <laughs> milky white skin. All right. Anyway, um, sp- moving on to uh, to our band today, who, who who none of none of which have milky white skin. They are all Latinos. <laughs> um, but uh, we are going to be covering the discography of Death Angel, which, in my opinion, when it comes to like they're you know considered second wave thrash. But 
they're one of those bands that, to be completely honest, if you're putting together like a group of thrash bands that you think are the best, Death Angel goes in the list before Overkill and Exodus do, in in my opinion. Um, not that they obviously didn't come before them, but in the output that they've that they've put out, um, especially the early stuff. Not to give away my ranking here, um, it is. Uh, <laughs> Some of the best know. shit, you know. I was I was gonna say, knowing our reputation, I don't think that's gonna be a secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody's gonna be surprised by the ranking, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but at uh, least we're honest about our biases, you know. But yeah, you know. yeah. Um, we and and like I say many times, you know, our ranking isn't definitive. I, it really yeah. should should be a thing where you put all the rankings together, and then that's the ultimate ranking. What does everybody all together say? What's the average? Um, yeah, but. Uh, so yeah, Death Angels, you know, started in the mid '80s, and they were all really young. Like I think the drummer, yeah. the drummer when they started was like 14 or something like that. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's insane. And but just A you know, literal fetus. Just <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a young one, and uh, and you know, th- in different forms, they you know they went for a while, and they broke up. We'll get to that. Um, and then they got back together and they're still kicking it today. Still a killer thrash band. And in my opinion, one of the best out there doing it. Um, and, um, as usual, we talk about where this band came into our lives. Now, this is a, this is actually a different one for me because Mm. I don't remember ever seeing any death angel on headbangers ball when I was young, because I think once I started really watching it, religiously it was well into 91 and i don't think they they had a couple you know they had a couple videos but i don't think they were really playing them anymore and so it was several years later once i really got into like all things metal that i was like i I always see the name death angel and what are they the same as dark angel because <laughs> one's death and one's dark they're both angels so yeah. <laughs> uh, so of course i learned you know that you, you know who death angel were and became a fan um pretty quickly uh, but it's there's not really a big backstory with me and death angel just one of those things where along the way i discovered them and i don't even really remember what the first thing i heard was uh, i'm sure yeah. it was, I'm, i think it was act three i think that was probably the first album i heard but um but yeah, I don't know. What what about you? Are they in any video games that uh, you can uh, think of? Nah, nah, not not Dang. not any I Come on, Rockstar Games. Next next Grand Theft Auto. Just put the next Grand Theft Auto in nineteen eighty nine and then uh throw some Death Angel in there. Absolutely. I I wholeheartedly support this. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, uh for for me, aside from a couple songs here or that, my first deep dive into Death Angel was with this with this episode you know nice. they're a name i've seen countless times but you know I, I, the only song i really knew was voracious souls and that's a fucking awesome song uh-huh um they're just one of those bands that i just didn't get around to until now and needless to say this is one of those times where i'm like well, shit! What the fuck have I been doing with this stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, with with what what you're considering the second wave of thrash. If there's a big four of the second wave of thrash, Testament obviously is number one. Yeah. Um, I would put, 
I put Death Angel at number two, even though I like Sacred Reich more, but Sacred Reich would be in there as well. And then, fuck, I don't know who the fourth, who would the fourth, let you guys fill it in out there. Who's the fourth of the second wave big four um, of Thrash? Forbidden, maybe? But they're quite, they are a little more underground. They're a further layer, I would say, right? They, I mean, they, they, they put out several albums. We talked about all of them on the episode we did. So I think they have a big enough output. I think their output is just as big as uh, uh, Sacred Reich. So true. So we, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go with forbidden and they got back together kind of, um, Mm. you know, Russ Anderson is not the vocalist and I'm still holding my excitement for hearing what the new vocalist will bring if they make new music. I'm not really interested in a band getting a new vocalist and going out and playing old songs with a new guy trying to sing the old songs. That's not interesting to me. If you're going to replace a vocalist, make new music first, and Mm. then I'll see how I feel about it. Um, But once again, that's not my band, so whatever. That's just my thoughts. Anyway, not talking about Forbidden. That's another episode we did, and we did Sacred Reich, and we did Testament. We've done done those bands. Um, But finally... Death Angel. They have nine full-length albums that we're going to cover today, and um, so we have, so we have, shit. It's a packed show. We might as well just get to it. As usual, throwing it over to Eddie Sparks to start us off with his number nine, number nine Death Angel album. Two number nines, a number nine laws. <laughs> I love that I know what that is. I know what that is now. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that we both have like a reference to bring to the table when number nine comes up. Yeah, mine is the Beatles. (laughs) Yep. Number nine. I am warning you with peace and love. (laughs) I've got too much to do. (laughs) They're going in the bin. Um, Anyway, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) <laughs> Peace and love. <laughs> okay, all right. My number nine. I have a sneaking suspicion, right, that there is perhaps a chance for us to have matched up based on production alone. Oh, um, the, you just said that word, and I'm like, probably. <laughs> yeah. So um, here, here I am with my number nine, Killing Season. Oh, no. <laughs> no? Oh, shit. That is not okay. the worst sounding Death Angel album, sir. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Go, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. No, cool. Kill, Killing uh, Season is not my number nine. Go ahead. Okay. So my number nine is Killing Season. Uh, and this is a case of uh, production ruining an otherwise well-written experience for me. Because mm-hmm. the songs on here, really cool. Yeah, the production compressed to fuck and really fatiguing to listen to at points. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Lord of Hate is a good is a good opener. Uh, Sonic Beatdown is a cool song, e- even if I can't help but feel like the title belongs on a new metal album as opposed to a Death Angel album. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, dethroned, uh, dethroned. It, I love mid mid paced thrash. That sweet spot of riffage is just. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Carnival Justice is a punky thrasher. Buried Alive is groovy. Soulless has a great riff to it. The Noose is kind of punky. They, they throw in every now and then a kind of like more hardcore punky edged song here or there. Yeah. Um, and that's present throughout their whole discography. Um, 
when worlds collide has some cool riffage going on god versus god has some like tribal drumming vibes going on here which you know me likey uh steal the crown is a stomping riffer and resurrection machine is a long melodic closer but honestly like this album to me has that kind of brick walled but like almost side chained production to where it like you can hear it limiting itself almost where it's like instead of it sounds like because there's no there's no room for it to that's that's a really great that's a really great example i know exactly what you're talking about yeah like like where it just it it feels like it's in a box as opposed to playing in a, in a room um, to the point where your ears can't really keep up with the uh, sonic qualities going on. That being said, I had a good time listening to every one of these albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. With your number nine. My number nine that I, I think is the worst sounding Death Angel album. Um, the 2004 album, The Art of Dying which mm-hmm. is their fourth album. So there's 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 two major reasons why this one comes in last for me. First off, I don't like the production. It's very dry and yeah. feels, almo- feels almost <laughs> demo-y in a way. Like it just doesn't it doesn't suit the music. And then second of all, it is the, it's their first album they put out in 14 years. So they had mm-hmm. essentially broken up and then got back together, and then their first thing out of the gate is kind of underwhelming for because, like mm. you know, to to put it into perspective, these three albums behind me in the podcast world, um, I've got um, Ultra Violence, uh, Frolic, 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 yeah, and uh, Act Three. Um, I don't know why it's, I said Frolic and it sounded like a word that didn't exist, like <laughs> Frolic through the oh, park. Yes. The, ah, yes, the Death Angel classic, Frolic, Frolic, Frolic. <laughs> <laughs> but I have those three albums behind me, and these are three original pressings. Three Beautiful. of the Three of the most money I've spent on records right here. Re- um, really? Not, not the most, but if I, if I put together a grouping of maybe a dozen albums that I actually spent a good amount on, these three are three of them. Because I love How these much? albums so much. Yeah, I was going to say, so how much did those cost you? I think combined act act three. Oh, combined. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, 300 bucks, maybe. Fuck, man. All together. Jeez. Um, (laughs) Probably. Um, Maybe maybe a little bit less. But, you know, but I I wanted when it comes to like the the classic thrash that I love. I I mean, I have Mm. I, I paid a pretty good amount for the first four Slayer albums as well, just because I'm like. Look, I want, I want these to sound like it's vinyl from 1986 or whatever. I don't want a yeah. remastered 180 gram pressing that just it doesn't feel the same to me. And I know that's the stupidest mm. thing, but it, but there's something, there's a sound. I want you know the little, the, the little bit of crackle and the life that the vinyl has had. I want that music to sound that way. And so there's some albums that if I can't find them at some sort of reasonable price, I just won't get them. Um, unless they're from the nineties when all of a sudden everything went digital anyway. And I'm just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> anyway, these three, I love them so much and I'll get to why later on in the episode, but this album comes out and first all the, uh, you know, the production isn't great, but all of a sudden the, 
the songwriting is all of a sudden more average, average thrash band stuff, which none of these three albums are average thrash band stuff. There's thrashiness on there, followed by songs where you go, I was not fucking expecting that. Um, Yeah. But now it's almost like, and I think they've said something about it in 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 the past that this was the album where they came out and they said maybe we should do what's expected. What you know, what 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 would the thrash fans like? And you can tell that that's what they were trying to do, but their hearts weren't in it. Um, I agree. There's a lot of bland riffs and songs in this for Death Angel for an average thrash band. This is a fucking great album. This is just not mm. a good Death Angel album. And I still, they're still a great band, but for a comeback album, it's, it's underwhelming. Um, Even though there's still a little bit of a variety of songs, the adventurousness that they had in the past is not there. And it's not bad, but I do Mm. think that I would like it more if it, if the production was better, but Mm -hmm. so you've got that on top of it. It's just, you know, it's fine. It's a fine album. It's definitely not a go-to for me, but um, it, yeah, everything about it, I just listen to it and go, God, the production could have been a little bit better. The songwriting could have been a little bit better. I mean, it's still good, but yeah, it's 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 my least favorite Death Angel album, The Art of Dying. Um, it's just a little bit, little bit of a disappointment in their discography uh, for me. Fair enough. I can jump straight off of that because my number eight is The Art of Dying. Um, awesome. And I pretty much agree with everything you said, but this one had the edge over Killing Season for me because it didn't feel as weirdly sidechain compressed sure. as okay. as Killing Season did. So the also a, a thing it had over Killing Season was the variety going on. But the That's funny because I question. feel like Killing Season has a way better variety, but I don't know. It's it's weird. Two different two different sets of ears hearing hearing yeah. albums, you know. Yeah, it, for for me though, like the variety on this, rather than the variety that you got on the first three albums, that those just sounded like Death Angel genre hopping, whereas this. Well, I'll I'll just get into it because I'm going to bring up a lot of other band names and it sounds like them like ticking the boxes. We've got this song, we've got this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like Thrown to the Wolves is a cool comeback opening track complete with some woos in there. Um 5 Steps to Freedom gives off kind of a John Bush era Anthrax kind of vibe. Um Thicker Than Blood feels like it's got a bit of a motorhead influence tapping into that sort of thing the devil incarnate the alice in chains harmonies in there you Mm -hmm. know i'm just the thing is this album strikes me as fuck what was our uh, what was our identity again so they're like pulling from all these places (laughs) and it's like it's not like the way they were doing it on the first few albums where it was like kind of subtle. This is like, you know, you get famine, which has got a sassy edge to the riffs. Uh, but prophecy just sounds like, you know, a, a nine, uh, late nineties Sepultura demo, you know, um, no, st- still has some punk energy in there at times. Spirit is hooky and me- melodic vocally. Land of blood is another kind of punky track. 
Never Leave Me has you know some slow grooves with some double kick in it, which mm. me likey. Yeah. Uh, and Word to the Wise is a nice little melodic closer, but it's not it's not up to the bar that they set for themselves by being so fucking sick. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you know this album strikes me as we're back, but we're still finding our feet. Um, yeah. And there is there is like kind of a trajectory with their later output from Art of Dying onwards that to me is just kind of upward. It's like, okay, what was kind of lacking in the last one? We'll sort that out. And they, they've basically just done that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've, they've become, you know, we'll get to it, but they've become almost like the, you know, Mach 2 of, of Death Angel now where, there's they still to me don't sound like the first three albums aside from Mark's vocals, but um musically they've they've honed it into like what they want to sound like. Um yeah. It just doesn't sound like the same band necessarily to me, but you know that you know, we'll I'll talk more about that. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Are you done with that one? Yeah, I'm pretty much wrapped up with the art of dying. Um, over to you for your number cool. eight. Yeah, let's let's bring us all the way to the most recent album for number eight, Humanicide uh, from okay. 2019. The, so at this point, Death Angel have fallen into the trap. It's not necessarily a trap. I'm, I'm not in a band like this, so I can't give a really in-depth opinion on what it would be like. But so many bands that have been around for a while seem to just find a producer they they like working with and they never leave so therefore occasionally it's just multiple albums that are inter- interchangeable because yeah the it's almost like they just leave the presets on the board and they're like all right death angels coming back in turn on the death angel presets and then that's it just sounds like the same album and a lot of the times over the past four albums or so the songs they're writing are all kind of similar things, except for a few standouts. But Humanicide's the first one where it's the same producer, but all hmm. of a sudden the production isn't as good. And I'm like, what happened here? Because it's not bad at all. But you play it next to the previous three albums, and all of a sudden there's a something happens where I'm like... Hmm. Did he, did he decide to tweak the presets and all of a sudden that just fucked it up? I mean, I have no, I, it, it sounds different, so that's good, but also not as good because it doesn't sound as good, good, good. But um, it's also a step down in songwriting from the previous few albums that they had done. And it's so, it's so weird having the brain that I have when it comes to music because... I, I wish that I could join in with everybody and immediately just be super stoked no matter what the album is, if it's a classic band. And there are yeah. a lot of people like that. Like Humanicide comes out and everyone's like, album of the year. And I'm just like, did you listen to like two albums this year? Because like, <laughs> I'm like, Humanicide's a good album. Like, don't get me wrong. It's fucking Death Angel. But sometimes I feel like I can't just let myself go and just be excited that there's an album and I don't care. Um, but I'm always just like, if you're a band that I love, I'm going to be critical and I'm going to compare this to what you did before and what you did 30 years ago. 
while still being very cognizant of the fact that you're older and you're probably very different people now. A little older, a little wiser, <laughs> starting to get hair in really weird places. <laughs> yeah, just like that. But so it's so that's why I like when this album came out, I was I kept listening to it over and over again, waiting for it to click with me the way it seemed to be clicking with everybody else. And I'm like, man, it's not bad. And it's got some cool standout moments. But in the discography of Death Angel, this is, you know, this is like where 10 years from now, Humanicide's not going to be a very, a very memorable album for me. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if they keep going and they end up doing better things or who knows what they end up, what they'll end up doing. But at this point, it's been so much of the same for four albums that it just makes me go, I, something else needs to happen now. And I don't think I'll jump off if they put out the same kind of thing again next time. But it gets close because like it's happened with me with like with Iron Maiden. I just got to the point Meg- where I just Megadeth went, with Megadeth. You get to the point where I'm just like, man, I just this middle of the road thing um, with the same production is, you know, just not doing it for me at all. Um, but you know, once again, who, I'm just one guy and there are plenty yeah. of people that love what death angel are doing now and w- why should they change? So, you know, true. But yeah, but you know, it, it, th- there is that thing though, where you look at something like act three, the risk taken on that album yes. with some of the stuff like, holy shit, that album cover does not tell me there's funk on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's like multiple instances of stuff a, that would be right fucking, at home with mother's milk and a fucking you know? ballad. There's a ballad on it too. Yeah. So, but, but like, yeah, like that's when, you know, you've, you've got a fucking magnum opus is when that ties together as seamlessly as it does. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I, like I said, I understand that they're a different band. It's only, you know, two, two fifths of that original band is now still there. So I understand yeah. it's not going to be the same thing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not that clueless that I'm going to expect everything to be the same because I hate it when people do that with Metallica. Um, yeah. re- really, the only reason I'm bringing this up is in the context of this ranking. I'm like, yeah, Humanicide is just sort of like, eh, all right, it's Death Angel doing Death Angel um, and it's not as good as the album before. So it ends up going uh, at number eight for me. Cool. Well, rather nicely, my number seven is Humanicide. Oh, it's, it's almost a matchup. I like it. Again, it's that thing of they've 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 done it, you know? Yeah. They've kind of they've done it already. Like for me, uh, and this is not to give too much away, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, from Art of Dying through to um evil divide and dream calls for blood there's like a upward thing where it's like sure oh these guys these guys are getting back to you know knowing what they want to sound like and, and it's a good, that's, is, a good, that's a good point that you're bringing up too because i think part of my feelings for humanicide are based on the fact that i thought evil divide was so good so yeah yeah it it it, it Taints the experience a little bit. I just said taint. Hey. <laughs> taint my balls, taint my ass. What is it? Okay. Nice. 
<laughs> That's from the very end uh, of of Anthrax's uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath cover. Like the song, the oh, song, the, shit. the song yeah. ends, and you hear them go, "Take my balls, take my ass." What is it? <laughs> oh, dude, we should do like a we should do a grooved and removed on Anthrax at some point. That could be fun. Oh my god, grooved. We're, yeah. we're thinking. We're we're thinking about doing a, a more of those, you know. We have we have hectic life schedules right now, and we're, you know, just trying to make it work. So so the ranking part can be quite demanding lately. So you, you might see That's a true. few more, you might see a few more of our uh, spinoff type series creeping in a little little more frequently. But uh, we ain't we ain't going anywhere. We we are continuing to fucking grow. Eventually, this is going to be a franchised media empire, the likes of which Disney Plus would would cower at. Fuck oh, yeah. Yeah, Cranked and Ranked Plus, $9.99 a month. The Cranked and, and Ranked Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, but who would we be crossing over with? We'd have, to find, we'd have to find other people to cross over with, and I don't like anybody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that that'd be fucking sick. If we just ended up, we we need to start our own streaming service. We, we really would just do. it would just be we'd be doing shit like you know Mandalorian or whatever, where it's just like a uh, the origin story of Crankton Rank, but it's complete yeah. bullshit. Like it's just you know it's like the like the Weird Al did a, did a documentary on his life, and apparently it's like complete made up shit. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we we should just fucking like illegally rip all of the mandalorian and have very clever nerdy people deep fake our faces onto all of the characters so like you're the mandalorian and i'm the grogu baby yoda looking <laughs> thing. i don't and know like, about like, that show so who's yeah. the mandalorian i don't, I don't, Mandal- I don't know mandalorian's the the Bo- boba fett looking dude oh okay yeah yeah, but Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. It's like it's all, all really cool. It ties together, but fuck, yeah. This this it, this it, this goes into that thing like I asked last time, where I was like, somebody somebody who knows how to do AI, um, yeah. Let's make let's make, let's make a show. Let's because I I've looked into it. My wife's tried to help me too, and it's like, look, this guy says it only takes three hours, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna go read his article, and I'm like, that's way I don't know how to do any of those things. But he makes he makes it <laughs> seem so. All you gotta do is go to these five different programs and go, blah, 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 and then you have this video, and I'm all like, I I barely know how to use my one computer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know just enough to get by. Um, so I need, we need somebody yeah. where we can put in an order and be like, here, here you use AI and you know, we'll give you everything you need. And then you create this Mandalorian esque cranked and ranked, uh, yeah. <laughs> origin story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the rank Alorian. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the rank Delorean. There we go. Cool. And there has like to be that. a, there has to be a Delorean in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of his ship, he's just flying the DeLorean. DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty nice. Good. Where were cool. we? We're on Humanicide, my hum- number seven. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, um, so, yeah. Where the fuck was I? When I, I don't think you started you yet. 
the track listing. No, I, did, I, I have not started. Now, now, here's the thing. I have nothing but good things to say about the music in on Humanicide. The only problem is, it's just what you'd expect from Death Angel at this point. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, it's all quality stuff, and had it not come on the tail of a bunch of killer stuff, it would be higher. But it's just kind of... It's rendered a little stagnant when it's more of the same. So, you know, yeah. Humanicide is an awesome opening song. Divine Defector is a hyperdrive-level pounding song. Aggressor, I, I love shouty gang vocals, so that's a that's a mwah from me. Um, I Came for Blood... Not to be confused with I Come Blood by Cannibal Corpse, who <laughs> gave us one of our best ever episodes. Also, um, also that sounds like a song about a weird fetish that somebody has. Yeah. Like, I came yeah. for blood. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that can get me off anymore. Typo negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a band we need to get around to, too. Um, we will, one day. Yeah. So, uh, Immortal But Hated... Groover, Alive and Screaming, Hooky Thrasher, The Pack, Great Stuff, Ghost of Me, Shouty Gang Vocals are a fuck yeah. Revelation Song, um, it feels to me like if Pantera did more of an epic metal thing, uh, of Rats and Men, Melodic Yet, Pounding Riffage, and The Day I Walked Away, cool closing track. Honestly, song-wise, it's great thrash. Yep. Um, but in this ranking full of high quality stuff it's just i would prefer if they'd taken more risks uh, yeah. you know there's there's only so much excitement you can have for something you've heard you know yeah. so you know as much as it pains me to say it cuz the contents of this album as far as i'm concerned you know for me my bottom two there's a big jump to the rest of it um so yeah humanicide is my number seven uh, okay over t over to you all right and for my number seven we're, we're, we're getting into the discussion about the trajectory of their their stuff from this century uh, my number seven is relentless retribution from 2010 cool. which is uh their sixth album and honestly like it's the beginning of like the of modern death angel almost yeah, like the, almost yeah. like the third stage because you have the original three then they got back together and there was a couple albums where they still had the original drummer and and it's almost like they're trying to figure out where to go and they did one album that i think isn't very good and one that's really good but then hmm. all of a sudden with relentless retribution they found the producer they want to work with they've all, they kind of settled in with like all right this is who we are now as a band so that's a, that, a, a good thing about Relentless Retribution is that it does sound fully realized. Like they, yeah, absolutely. They know what they're doing now. Um, it's a much more straightforward version of Death Angel. But, I mean, with like I said, with two-fifths of the original band now in the band, um, yeah. you can't expect it to always be the same. So I feel like for this version of Death Angel, it kind of begins here. Um, and sometimes it does feel like a different band just with the same vocalist, but other times there's little hints where I go, ah, okay, all right. You know, I, I, you know, I see the connection there. Um, yeah. 
still really good, just not as unique as what they were doing before. And for me, because I didn't really like Art of Dying very much, but I almost feel like Relentless Retribution is almost like a better version of that. Like they Mm. they're getting more into the thrashy, but it doesn't sound so much like, you know, lip service to the fans or whatever. It sounds more like this is what we want to be doing right now. And yeah. there's some good songs. There's some okay songs, but it's a whole lot of middle of the road metal. And yeah. that's yeah. not it's, what it's I that go. Kind of, I, I, was, I was just going to say, it's, you're right. It's that kind of thrash band that's been around a while. Um, let's cover all of the tempos. Yeah. Metal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's done very well. It's just, you know, not, you know, I don't know. This, it's not, not a good. Not, it's not a not go your to. First choice. No, not my. But also not one that I would send somebody to as their first Death Angel album. I would. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a more recent one that I would probably say is the one that I would send people to, but it's not Relentless Retribution. So that's my number seven. Um, moving on to number six, which works out nicely because my number six is <laughs> Relentless Retribution. <laughs> <laughs> This is almost like we've matched up, like, but we're just one off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Relentless Revolution, major step up in production already. Like, mm-hmm. the two albums before it lack in the production area for me. That kills both those albums. But, um, you know, claws in so deep, hooky moments amongst the heavy, truce is tight, into the arms of righteous anger as a chunky fucker. Uh, River of Rapture, gotta love a well-placed skank beat, Absence of Light, love that slow grooving type of heavy. This Hate has some punkiness to it. Um, Death of the Meek, cool Alice in Chainsy vocals. Opponents at Sides, cool Alice in Chainsy vocals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I chose the Sky, Relentless Thrasher. Eh, see, Relentless Retribution. Ah, Relentless Thrasher. I, yeah. I did a clever... Um, now here's the thing, Volcanic, love this song, mm-hmm. especially the chorus bass harmonics, my favorite song on the album, and it's not a heavy song, but to me, it was one of those moments where it's like, where is this going? I'm very much into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, then you get Where They Lay, which is a pounding closer, but honestly, like, I wish there were more moments like Volcanic on this album, because it yeah. could have been just ever so slightly more varied and it could have been significantly higher but it's like you say it's that it's that safe zone with metal isn't it where it's like it's not taking any major risks either way it's just focusing on being good metal um which is what it is yeah it it however renders itself less exciting than albums where risks are taken um, and it's which it's a they weird have, they it's, have done. It's a weird sort of you know tightrope act, I guess, when it comes to that kind of thing, because you you don't want to just do the shit that the fans expect because that gets boring. But also, you don't just want to th- do all kinds of different varieties of songs just to do it because it's also going to come across as not genuine and it's just not going to feel right. So. I mean, I feel like that th- like this is just the band that they are, and this is what they feel like doing now. And so occasionally these different songs and different parts come out of them, and I feel like they're just letting it happen organically, which is which is great. But, you know, 
Unfortunately, when you do classic shit, that classic shit's always going to be there to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the curse. The curse of the of the eighties metal I mean, band. I mean, I I know that all too well with Metallica being my favorite band of all time. Um, yeah, you can't fucking escape the first three albums, people. And I'm just like, yeah. look. It's Metallica's fault. They made those albums. <laughs> you know, they fucked up or didn't yeah. fuck up and then fucked up later, depending on your they, outlook. They're too, their, their output was too good. They should have been shittier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, that is relent, relent, relent. It's hard to say. Box retribution. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, my uh, my number six is, is it go, still going on this trajectory. My number six is the Dream Calls for Blood from 2013, which is okay. their seventh album, and same producer, more of the same, better written songs in my opinion. Still a bit middle of the road. Um, this one has a really good energy to it, though. Some really good, yeah. well written thrashers in it. Yeah. At this point. You know, you get the idea of the band they are now. The adventurousness is kind of gone. Um, and some of it's a little bit one note with what they're doing now with occasional variations here and there, but still really high quality stuff uh, from this band. And I mean, re- I mean, really, like you can't I can't really fault it for a lot. Like it's, you know, it's it's not like an amazing album to me, but it's one of those albums that I listen to it and I go, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of gripes about it. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. if I want to hear some thrashy death angel, then dream calls for blood's great. Um, just not as yeah. great as the other five albums, um, which I think at this point, my top five is a solid top five where I think these five albums are fucking great. Um, but Ag- moving agreed. on, moving on to your number five. Cool. So my number five is, now, now, l- let me say that this. Let me say this now. My top five is where shit gets damn good. <laughs> so, so th- my number five is the Evil Divide. Okay, cool. So yeah, Evil Divide. I remember when this came out. Everybody was raving about it, but it kind of escaped me. Um, having heard it now, I understand why everybody was raving about it because. It's just really well-written stuff. Um, the Moth is a great song and a great way to open the album. Mm-hmm. Cause for Alarm is awesome source. <laughs> Lost is a cool melodic track. Father of Lies is more of that awesome source. Uh, <laughs> Hell to Pay is just pounding thrash goodness. It Can't Be This, grooving, boiling over track. Um, Hatred United, Slash! united hate uh love me some dive bombs can't lie and mm-hmm. there's plenty of those in here um <laughs> i love when it's used as a like blatant tool you know i know sometimes you know it's kind of a trope you know there's a big build up and a yeah i like when you know you get the occasional sort of solo going on you know, it, it, granted, Slayer did <laughs> one too many of those. I was just going to um, say, Carrie King, we yeah. hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, the world's greatest whammy diver. Um, but yeah, and 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 I say that because it's you know he, he does a lot of whammy dives. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I like I love I like me some dive bombs. Uh Breakaway has some gag vocals in it. Fuck yeah. Uh the electric cell, just the musicianship in this band is top notch. Mm-hmm. Like even even if the later stuff isn't as risky as their early stuff, they're still all excellent players and nail it. Uh, finally we got Let the Pieces Fall which is a great closer all in all great fucking album from an older band in the modern day which you always love to see yeah um, love to see it 100% yeah. or, or I, uh, hear it you know and we've 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 matched <laughs> up on this one my number 5 is also The Evil Divide from hey. 2016 so this is the one that I almost feel like because of where Death Angel were in their original run and where they are now, Evil Divide to me is like as good of a middle ground as you're going to get. So much so that if somebody doesn't know Death Angel, I would send them to this album first and be like, look, Evil Divide gives you an idea of like the kind of band they are, where they are kind of now, but they're still... For some reason, there's, I don't know what happened with this album with them, but there's such a great variety of songs yeah. on here, and they're all really well written, and there's some surprises here and there of things they do. Where I'm like, man, this is the, the closest they have come to how I feel about their original three albums in you know forever. And yeah. I, uh, I, I like it because it really felt like they were branching out on this one. And like I said, it, it, it sounds like it came naturally. They weren't trying to say this is an album that's going to have a more variety. I feel like they're just dudes that do what they do. And this is what yeah. came out in this particular album. And they're still such an amazing band. And this album is, is fucking great. I still do miss the chemistry of the, of the early lineup. But when it comes to like the shit going on now, I think Evil Divide is is um, for this current version of Death Angel. It's the best they've done, and it's a it's a really great modern example, like you said, of a of an older thrash band still putting out really quality shit. So um, can't fault it. I think I think it's a it's a killer album from beginning to end, and so I don't have any gripes at all about it. I think it's great. Evil Divide. Um, also, my number five, which uh, brings us to number four, which our number fours are going to also be. I, I think these are going to be different, and yeah. then we and then we might be matchy for our top three. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's dive on in because my number four is the dream calls for blood. Okay, and I'm just going to say this now. When I heard this album. I was in the car, you know, I was driving to band practice uh, and it ripped my fucking face off. Like I was, just, <laughs> I was, I was driving there and, and I had a moment of, cause I'd listened to them chronologically. I'd listened to all the albums chronologically. And there's a moment, I can't remember if it's in left for dead or son of the morning where, um, what's the vocalist called? Uh, Mark, uh, I can never pronounce his last name correctly. He I, just I'm, belts out this, like, ah! yeah. and like it, it's it's one of those 
um, moments where, where this album, ha- like you said, has a real energy to it. We we, we should th- take a moment to talk about Mark because like he he is an amazing vocalist, but also a very unique one. Like yeah, no no, I don't know another vocalist that sounds like him, and. Mm. So it's one of those things where because of that, as long as you have Mark in the band, it's Death Angel because like that's yeah. his voice is just really recognizable for me. And he's he's great, great at what he does. Yeah, and it's it's incredible like some of the stuff he does. Like he doesn't do as much of like the, you know, teapot scream nowadays, but you know, every now and again it'll it'll creep in there and I yeah. I every every time it does, it's always a treat. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, Left for Dead, like I say, this album blew my face off. Mm-hmm. As did Son of the Morning as well as Fallen, whole album really. Dream Calls <laughs> for Blood. It's just one long holy shit moment like coming off of the heels of um relent uh relentless lunchbox. Yeah, re- <laughs> re- lunchbox lunchbox ocean. Um I was just like, oh, damn, they've upped it another level. They've kicked it into another gear. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to speed, speedy modern thrash, this is second to none. This is great stuff. Um, but, you know, Succubus brings a bit of the groove in there. Execution slash Don't Save Me. Um, acoustic bit attached to a groovy thrasher. Caster of Shame is more unrelenting awesome. Detonate is a chunky mid-paced track. Empty. I love me some just good trem picking sections where it's like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I love when, you know, I love when a riff is just that sometimes. It can be really effective. Just as one of those, like ironically less is more moments despite the fact that it's just hurling fucking ease at you yeah 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 <laughs> um, I was, I was, i'm over here trying to look up to see if i can actually pronounce mark's last name oseguera mark oseguera right that's me trying me trying to do the right accent and everything well that that's that that's good i think i think that's how you say it um, some, sometimes I'm really good with the Spanish and other times I'm, I look at something and I go, I feel like I'm fucking butchering that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> given, given Marcus flowers, you know, cause he's a, uh, he fucking rules anyway. Sorry. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. Uh, territorial instinct slash bloodlust, um, is a sick closer album's fucking awesome. Dream calls for blood is, is my, personal favorite of the modern era of death angel solely based on its ferocity you know when when i when i heard it in the car i don't know if it hit me at exactly the right mood yeah but but it it just the synapses in here were just going oh and that's well, the perfect guess that's the perfect it's a, that's the perfect know? time for it to happen too when you're on your way yeah. to band practice and you just walk in all pumped like all right motherfuckers and they're like what the hell yeah. happened to him like yeah death angel on the way yeah except i showed up 20 minutes before they did <laughs> <laughs> so so like i got halfway through the out al- i got halfway through the album in the car and then when i got inside and started putting everything on the drum kit um 
I had my AirPods in. So they came in and saw me going like, fucking yeah, putting some fucking hi-hats on. And they were like, you okay, man? You having a seizure over there? And I was like, nah, this album is just fucking rad. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Uh, that is The Dream Calls for Blood, my number four. All right, and this is the biggest gap we have in the albums here. My number four is Killing Season from 2008. So you had an issue with the production, and honestly, like, I have never had an issue with the production on this. It's produced by, speaking of names I can't pronounce, Nick Rasculines, who's worked with everybody from Mastodon to Rush to you name it. He's made some great sounding albums. And I think it sounds great. But I think probably I also really like this one because it comes after the whatever. What was my what was my last one? What was my number Number nine, the art of dying comes after the art of dying, hmm. and it almost feels like the art. Like I said, the art of dying was more like, who who are we? We're a thrash band. Let's do thrashy type things, and it didn't sound very inspired at all. Whereas, like a few years later, Killing Season. It sounds like a band that's just like, all right, we, we, you know, we, we got the growing pains out of the way or the, you know, I don't know, the, the cobwebs have been brushed off, um, not only in our performances, but in our songwriting and our focus. And this feels to me much more in line with their original three albums than Mm. pretty much anything. Um, I, I don't think the... I feel like, you know, the production, I think, is better on Evil Divide than on this, although I like the way this sounds. But I feel like there's there are unexpected things on Killing Season, and that's what I like about Death Angel or the Death Angel that I love is I want, you know, a variety is good, but sometimes the variety is, oh, okay, it's this kind of song. Okay, I kind of know where this is going. Okay, that's where it's going. It still pleases me. Where I think Killing yeah. Season has a lot more of these moments where I go, oh fuck, that was I wherever I thought this was going, that's not where it's going, and yeah, um, I love those sort of unexpected shifts, and you know, e- even though this still is a bit more straightforward than their early stuff, I just think there's really good songs on Killing Season, and it's to me, it's very enjoyable, a very energetic, enjoyable um, album. Really like you know the fi- that they're 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 real sort of like we're back album to me, um, and it kind of fi- it sits in this weird middle area of Death Angel where they're not quite where they would become for modern Death Angel, still trying to figure things out. But I almost feel like in that, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> there's something kind of embryonic about it, isn't there? It yeah. really does feel like. Yeah, like a like a rebirth, but this is the one where, you know, there's that there's even though they're older guys, there's a young second album energy to this that I really enjoy. And then they get into like, okay, now we're now we're smoothing out the edges, but I think I like the edges of Killing Season. Mm. So that's why it's at number four for me, which leaves us. With the exact same top three, no surprise to yep. anybody, but will they be in the same? <laughs> so there, there is one case where I go, I could see you putting this album higher than me. So we may not match up totally, but we could okay. we'll find out after this. Welcome back, everybody. 
<laughs> I love how in the, in the podcast world, I still don't have any ads. And so it's just like, there's no, there's no ad. I'll throw in a fake ad, you know? Yeah. Coming yeah. soon, uh, the Crank DeLorean, the origin story of old Hedicus the, and Edicus Spartacus. The origin story <laughs> <laughs> of the yeah. Crank DeLorean. <laughs> Coming from AI Studios. All right. Rated R. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, it's going to be rated R. There's going to be decapitations and titties and all sorts of shit. The best things yeah. in life. Okay. Yeah. What, what's your number tits three? And, <laughs> tits and execution. <laughs> We're going to be cutting tits um, off, too. They're gonna do, all, all the things are going to get cut off. Just, just when everything's, everything's tits. That's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the thing we're going to do. We're going to we're going to give you a little bit of pleasure and then just rip it right from you, like a nice pair of jugs, and then immediately they get chopped off with a hacksaw, and you're going to have to deal with it. That's that's cranked and ranked the origin story. That's, that's, that's Game of Thrones. Oops, old tits edition. <laughs> no, trust me. No, there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of dicks in it too, but they're going to be left alone. Dicks are just flying freely throughout the cranked and ranked episode. Or, yeah. Uh, origin story because you know that's you know it's there's a lot of dick energy in our in our episodes absolutely you ever seen those meme templates that they always crack me up is where they'll take like uh like a captain crunch box but they'll just like replace the picture with like a bowl of screws and and it'll be like what is that it's like captain crunch oops all screws and it's like it's like (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love those. Um, but yeah. All right. Top, we're, we're, top three Death top, Angel albums. Let's see if we match up with our number three. Okay. So um, do you want to guess what my number three is? Uh, sure. It? Sure. I'll guess. Okay. Go for I, it. I think your number three is Frolic Through the Park. You would be wrong. Oh. My number three is the ultraviolence. Sweet. We've matched up on our number threes. The ultraviolence hey. from 1987. Way back when these were young pups. For real. One of them was really young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But, like, imagine being that young in that scene. That must have been wicked. Like, <laughs> I mean, how many shows would he not be able to get into? <laughs> you know? It's like uh, they have, I mean, they'd have to book themselves for shows and be like, just so you know, our drummer is fourteen. <laughs> I, I I would assume they'd pull in Easy E and lie about their age. Oh um, yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, but you know, dude, this album fucking rips. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to just ripping thrash, I mean, the opening song is called Thrashers. That's all you need to know. Yeah, you know about what you get you getting into. You know, killer opening song. And Mark doesn't Evil. sing that song. That's so weird that they start off their first album with a song sung by somebody who isn't their main vocalist. It's very weird. But that's that's the type of risk that's I like, know. you know. That's the kind of band you know? they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just so off the wall crazy to do that, but it's great. Um, Eve, Evil Priest. Now that is what I call an 80s metal song title. <laughs> <laughs> the new compilation. Now, that's what I call 80s metal song titles. Yeah. <laughs> Voracious Souls is just an underrated 80s thrash classic. Yeah. Um, Killers 1. Holy fuck. Love the high him. screams on this dude. Yeah. 
he, he's like approaching whistle register levels of, of Mariah pitch. Carey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like it's like I said, the the dude can emulate a teapot, and it sounds rad. Yeah. Um, the ultra violence, big ass ten plus minute epic instrumental. Um, Mistress of Pain. Um, Mark's vocals are absolutely mental. Um, Final Death is just good old classic 80s thrash, and uh, IPFS is a fun, goofy closer. Um, all in all, it's just really good, really good ripping thrash album. Um, yeah. That's the thing. And, it, and I love the fact that this album, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, aside from Kill 'em All. But I would say even more so. For a first young band thrash album, this is an insanely ambitious album with yeah. what they're <laughs> trying to pull off, the length of some of the songs. And they're not like boring songs. It's not a 10-minute boring no. song. Um, but they are really pushing themselves. Um, and it's almost just, I mean, I, and I can imagine you're a young band and there's all this you know great music going on around you. And you're like, where were, the, were these you know, fucking kids? Um, and they really knock it out of the park on this. It's like, you know, that, you know, that great young energy that I think is what makes some of the best thrash metal. And this is just absolute classic, raw, urgent thrash metal. And they really are already a band that has that, those thrash elements that if you're a thrash fan, you hear them and you'll go, fuck yeah, this is thrash. But there's plenty of other shit where you, they clearly are not playing by the same rules that everybody else is playing by. Um, mm. They're their own band from album number one. And hearing this album, I always get the same feeling. I guess I'm just like, man, this is like, it, it immediately makes me feel like if, you know, if I had heard this back in the day and maybe I was older, I would be like, this is just an, an amazing group of kids that show such an incredible promise on album number one. And yeah. it's amazing. It's so, so much so that now when I see a young new thrash band, I always will go listen to them or watch them and go, all right, so where are these guys on a scale from one to death angel? Like that's, yeah, that's how I look at like young <clears throat> thrash bands. There's a young thrash band, um, from Houston called Nemesis that um, they just put out their debut album. I just saw them uh, several weeks back and they are literally like death angel young. And they're just like a young Megadeth. Like, wow. Everything about them. I'm just like, man, these dudes like there's things about them that I know can improve. And I think will improve, but just, you know, hearing them come out, of the gate with what they're doing already. And they're all young kids, you know, kids, they're, but they're all teenagers. Um, and I'm just like, and they have that death angel energy where I just look at them and I go, man, if these guys fucking keep at it, then everyone, people are going to be talking about nemesis. Cause it's, they're a, they're a fucking great band. Anyway. Um, I've, I've literally, as you were saying that, gone and saved their album on Spotify and given them a follow. So Not, uh, Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's called uh, False Reality, I think is the name of the album. That, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. It's, you'll, you'll hear moments where you go, he just sounds like young Dave Mustaine, the vocalist. Wow. Um, 
I love it. Love yeah. it already. And, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, yeah, it's great. But back to ultraviolence, like it's that sort of thing where ultraviolence is to me the best example of that, of a young thrash band just, you know, killing it. Literally, yeah, yeah. It's just like bowling a strike your first time out. And, um, you know, it, I, if they had continued to do two more albums that were in the similar vein as this, I still would probably be putting them in my top three. But the fact that they so quickly evolved and still young dudes, it's fucking, it's crazy. So I just, uh, yeah. you know, that we matched up on our number three, but I'm anxious to get to two and one because those are both, to me, these are two of the best thrash albums of the 80s. And using the word thrash is doing them a disservice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, anyway. It's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on. Let's see if we've matched up all the way. Here we go. I'm doing the drum roll. What's your, what's your number, number two? My number two is Frolic Through the Park. Boom. We, hey. we have matched up with our top three. My number two is also the 1988 classic Frolic, Frolic, Frolic Through the Park. <laughs> cool uh well that works out great you know you you said frolic three times song starts off third floor um uh-huh. yeah see yeah this was meant to be this death angel thrashed so we could rank um yeah yeah it's, i agree it's not it's not wrong um, nope. So yeah, <laughs> so third floor already better production than the debut with yep. a bit more low end to it. Uh, good opener too. Mm-hmm. Um, Road mutants, badass thrasher. Um, why do you do this? Some serious punk influence on this one. Yep. Um, got uh, bored. Some funk metal creeping in. I me likey. That song is so weird still to me. And it was a fucking yeah. single. They had a fucking music video for it and everything. And I was just, I'm always just like, who chose that song? Because on the album, I love it. But taken out of context and as as a single, I'm like, did this really get a whole lot of, a lot of fans? Yeah. Um, I'm bored. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bored. It's great. It's a great song though. Absolutely. Um, now here we are again with another uh, episode of now that's what I call an '80s metal song title. We have <laughs> Devil's Metal. Um, that, is, yeah, that is very that, '80s right there. Yeah, uh, we have Confused. Now here's something cool. Uh, I've mentioned in this episode that there's some Alice in Chainsy moments in later Death Angel. Yeah. There's actually Alice in Chainsy moments that predate Alice in Chains um, on this stuff. And I've heard quite a bit of that in Confused. So this uh, is, so this is, is cool. 88, where, where they there would have been an Alice in Chains. It just would have been Alice in Chains with a Z. Yeah. With a Z with a sp- at the end. With a, with a spandex-wearing lane. <laughs> s- s- singing about chicks as opposed to his addiction. But... Um, we were like guilty the, of innocence. You, the, way you, the way you said that, I just thought you said his dick. Because you, you, there was a big <laughs> emphasis on the dick and addiction when you said that. His yeah. addiction. <laughs> his ad- Jane's addiction. <laughs> Lane's addiction. Man, the 90s are beginning to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
but yeah, <laughs> guilty of innocence. There's just something so instinctively headbanging about this sort of skank beat riffage, you know? Yeah. It, to the point where I slept funny on my neck the other night and it's not quite recovered yet and it hurts like hell, but I still found myself doing the little head nod. You yeah. Know? Neck muscle permitting, of course, but you know. Um, but yeah, open up, getting a little funky again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another me likey. Shores of Sin is awesome stuff. Now, th- here's here's something funny. Cold Gin, yep. Kiss cover. Strangely enough, Skid Row, the band we covered last time, also covered this song. Yeah. So um, I'm officially changing cranked and ranked here on in, not only as a Kiss only podcast, but a Cold Gin <laughs> only podcast. <laughs> all Cold Gin, all the time, just various versions of Cold Gin. And I, um, and I love that they chose that because how not thrash can you get for a cover song? Because like you know, at, at yeah. this point, at this point, a young thrash band would be like, "Oh, we're gonna put a cover song in here. What's it gonna be? Exciter by Judas Priest or something like that." You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's not gonna be Cold Gin by Kiss, but I'm like, I love it. I love that they did that. But again, that's that thing of um, you know, risk taking, weird little choices that yep. that make the album that much more exciting you know I, and it comes from a place of so, uh, here's something i miss about 80s metal and this specific era of late 80s early 90s right they were putting out serious music but they weren't taking themselves too seriously no nowadays nowadays every fucking band has to look moody as shit like they're not having any fucking fun <laughs> yeah right and, and if you so much as fucking smile you know you're a poser get the fuck out of here with that it's entertainment it's supposed to be fun if you connect with it on a deeper level that's great but you know don't don't shit in my bowl of cereal just because it's not metal enough you know man that was a, that was an <laughs> yeah. old old head caliber rant right there from you i appreciate yeah. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's escaped his cage. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> call in the animal unit. Um, so yeah, Mind Rape. I love an echoey vocal. Um, this album shows some evolution. Uh, you know, the band is finding their unique voice a little more now. I mean, they had a new unique voice out of the gate, but it was still very much rooted in the thrash thing yeah this opens a lot more doors yeah to what we'd get with our joint first pick but you haven't talked about frolic yet so no yeah frolic is a huge step forward and i love i love the fact that it sounds like an album from like the best way that i can describe it is like you know, you're at you're at you're you're at your high school and it's lunchtime. Everyone's in the lunchroom at your school. And in walks Death Angel. And Death Angel, you know, the lunchroom is filled with all these other thrash bands. And Death Angel walk in and everyone's just like, hey, what's up, Death Angel? What's up? And everybody loves Death Angel, but Death Angel are all like, all right, guys, we're gonna go sit way over here in this corner by ourselves later. And they literally just like separate themselves from the crowd. They didn't need yeah. to. They didn't need to. They could have <laughs> still just, you know, put up put a lot more sort of thra- straightforward thrash. 
Um, you know, cause yep. a lot of other bands were doing that, but they didn't, they literally were just like, and I don't know if it was on purpose or that's just their personalities and how those five people, you know, gelled and wrote music together. But either way, like for somebody like me, that's always felt like he didn't quite fit in anywhere. The, the, that's why I love the first three death angel albums so much because to one person, they'll just be like classic thrash. And I'll always be like, but like, but what about all the other things? Like, there's all these other things yeah. on there. Like, if you want to say classic thrash and say uh, Rain and Blood, great, because that's just thrash <laughs> from beginning to end. Yeah. But yeah. And then you get to like Frog Through the Park, and it's just a band not only setting themselves apart from the crowd, but almost like just completely turning their backs on the crowd and just being like, yeah. look, you guys led the way and you're great and all, but we got some, we're on some other shit here, you know? Um, and they, and I, the members of the band call frolic through the park, an odd album. And I would agree. And that's why I love it because everything about the album from the album title to the album artwork to the songs on it, make it one of the most unique thrash metal albums of the eighties. Yeah, because it's it's weird is cool. You know, it looks it That's, looks like a progressive rock album. You know, almost on the album. Yeah, cover. and there are ways that you could call this progressive. I mean, for sure. But um, I just love that there's so many unexpected places that they go, and this one is almost like when we get to Act Three. Act Three, I feel like it's a much more mature, and I feel. You know, it's very well put together. Whereas Frog Through the Park almost has this feeling of when they were putting it together, they were all like, Are we sure about this? I mean, it feels good. Let's 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 see what happens. And it's and it just feels so fun. Just like this band that's just like, ah, fuck it. Let's just let's do let's do these things. And they're sort of just branching out and pushing what is expected of them, you know, not only in the the quality of what they're doing, they're surpassing that, but at the same time, they're just like, yeah, we 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 don't necessarily need to play by everybody's rules to be a thrash band. And it's fucking great. I just think that Frolic to the Park out of out of all of their albums, Frolic is the one to me that I feel like I get more and more out of it every time I listen to it. And that's pretty amazing for a group of young people in 88. So uh so yeah. Easily my number two, but I'm not, not our joint number one. I tell you what, that that's really what you said about the album cover as well for Frolic Through the Park. I'm looking at it right now. I've got it up in a little tab. And mm-hmm. it genuinely, if you erased the Death Angel logo, put Frolic Through the Park in a bit of a smarter looking font, and slap the Rush logo on it somewhere. <laughs> it would fit. Yeah. yeah, it genuinely like it. It could pass for a Pink Floyd or a or a um, Rush album cover. Yeah, it's great. It's a great album I've, cover. You know, I've I've never really like you know. I, I mean, I've always known what it looked like, but I've never really given it any thought. Yeah, that's. These guys are on another level, dude. That's what I'm saying. That's what, <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They, they, whatever it was, man, they had the good shit. Um, but that brings us to our joint number one, which is a absolute classic of the thrash metal. Like if you make a top yeah. 10 thrash albums and this isn't on it, 
are you really thrash bro um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, our, our joint number one, Act Three from Get 1990. Out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, act Three, their third album, hence the name Act Three. Um, I'm going to let you uh, uh, take the lead on this one. Okay. Well, uh, Act Three, seemingly endless time. Oh, it's an fuck. Incredible opener. Oh, there it is. Dude. There we go. Is it one, one of the best, like, thrash openers? Like, it's so good. Oh man! Anyway, all right, go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know it wouldn't take long for that <laughs> yeah. to happen. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we got um, stop, which is uh, total one-two punch. Let's fucking go! Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get veil of deception, and you know, you think, oh, this is the acoustic moment because it's 1990, and thrash bands are showing that they can play pretty little quiet bits from on occasion, but then. It turns out to be a mostly acoustic-driven song, yeah, and it's fucking awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no fucking interludes for these guys. Full-on acoustic song. Yeah, uh, the organization like mm-hmm. cranks up the punk a little bit. Uh, discontinued is our first little bit of the funk metal flavor. Yeah, uh, and Love it. there need there needs to be more slap bass in metal today funk metal in general i just there where are the funk metal bands all the there's there's, a gaping hole in the market that we need to fill yeah yeah so at least two people i know would like to hear some funk metal (laughs) absolutely (laughs) two you're you're watching both of them um but yeah yeah Yeah, leading the funk metal revival one isolated internet person at a time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a room with a view, just gorgeous balladry for a thrash band. Absolutely. Stagnant. I mean, fuck me, man. That groove in stagnant. And that funk section too, even better. Yeah. Um, XTC, you know, a clever little spelling of ecstasy, mm-hmm. uh, is a good old thrash song. I mean, you know, there's going to be good old thrash songs on here. Yeah. But... There's also other cool stuff on here too. Disturbing the peace, love a six eight riff. Yeah, um, yeah. Fall, falling asleep is a killer closer, and this is. Uh, I feel confident in saying that this isn't just their masterpiece. This is a masterpiece of metal, yeah. especially of its era. Um, yeah, it's a holy shit trilogy you know evolution from ultraviolence to act three yeah um which makes me wonder what the fuck happened because they broke up like a year later do, oh, do like, you not know one of them left to go to school or something right nope i will i will clue you in when i'm talking about act oh. three um okay. so b- before we get there let me throw my few cents on uh, act three um this album to me is their perfect album because they have streamlined the sort of odd things that they were, were wanting to do. And it comes in, it, it basically makes up this amazingly well-written variety of songs that feels like a cohesive album, but it you can't get too comfortable in any one thing. And every mm. every turn is so well done. All the musicianship, everything, everything is just so well done on this album. And they, it's like they, they were mature enough to really like 
understand who they were as a band, but also how to pull this shit off. And it was this was a major label debut for them. And in my opinion, the strength of this particular album, if if they hadn't gone through what they went through right, at, right after this, they, to me, they were set for Metallica heights at this point. Yeah. If they had followed that path. So what happened was Death Angel were booked to be on the Thrash of the Titans tour. The one uh, with Slayer, Anthrax, uh, Megadeth, and Death Angel. Yeah. It was supposed they were supposed to be Alice in Chains. And, right. And I then see. and then they were on tour before that tour hooked up. They were they had started on a tour for Act Three, major label album, really great albums coming out. A lot of a lot of you know a lot of talk about this band, and then they get into a really bad van accident. Where oh, I man, think one sucks. of the I think the the drummer was hospitalized and one of the guitar players was badly injured, and the drummer was so badly injured that they were like, "Well, you can't. You're not going to be able to play drums for a really long time." And so instead of they they literally, I think they got another drummer to fulfill like a couple dates, but then they all just said, "We don't want to do this if we can't if our brother." You know, the drummer can't do it. We, we, we're just not going to do it. And I think at that point also, I think Mark had wanted to leave to do other things. So mm. it was just like this perfect storm of, of well, I mean, a perfect crash, I guess. Like it's a, you know, the it, it almost like that thing yeah. just set everything in motion to where, boom, you're, you know, the trajectory you were on, it's canceled. It's now been canceled. Fate, um, fate just went, nope. Yeah. So it sucks because, you know, it's weird to think about this series of incidents because if, if death angel had continued to tour and had jumped on thrash of the Titans, I think they would be, I think they would have blown up to where they were bigger than all the rest of those bands. I'm even including anthrax in that. I love anthrax Mm. way more than death angel. They're one of my favorite bands of all time, but I think, if the if their trajectory had continued, the next album would have, I think, would have been maybe not Black Album big, but up there, up there as a really big monumental album for a metal band. I think. Yeah. But at the like, same like time, a possible. I was going to say like a possible ninety two ninety three release that would just be like. Fuck, yeah, yeah, that we would be, yeah. we would be, you know, ejaculating all over today or whatever. But <laughs> I, uh, I think about that and I go, man, it sucks that that didn't happen for them. But then at the same time, would Allison Chains have gone to be the band that they are if they hadn't been put on that tour? I mean, maybe they still would have. Because I feel like the strength of Man in the Box, it would have blown up anyway. But I almost yeah. feel like I love Alice in Chains so much that I like that that's their story. That they very early on were on an all thrash metal tour. Yeah. Um, so it's weird to think about that. But when it comes to Death Angel, I th- my my love for these first three albums is why I have a hard time getting excited for what they're doing now. And it sucks because they're still such a good band and still putting out such great music. But 
I put on an album like Act Three, and I'm just like, holy fuck, it's unmatched in so many ways. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, when it comes to, I would still put it in the 80s, the 80s metal scene. We came out in yeah. 90, but we've talked about that. Uh, yeah, we all know that the 80s weren't fully gone until about 93, 94 anyway. So, you yeah. Know. But so, yeah, so I really think that Act Three is an absolute classic and it is. And I also feel like it's not really understood the way that it should be because I think that. It doesn't get talked about as much because it's just looked at as, oh, it's, you know, classic thrash album, but there's these other more classic or thrash albums. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, I think you're doing the album a really big dis- disservice by just labeling it a thrash album. It is, but it's so much more than that. And like, I can't think of another band that was putting that kind of variety and that kind of, a, of an experience into one album like yeah there aren't like there's amazing fucking music you know like if you're gonna put this album up next to like fucking rust in peace forget about it rust in peace is just or master of puppets like these big amazing albums but yeah those albums are for what they are they don't really deviate from what they are and they're amazing songwriting amazing production you know amazing performances but Act Three is just like its own thing. It's literally yeah. just an album that I can't compare it to any other record. And so, yeah. um, when somebody's like, you know, thrash album Act Three, I'm like, I, lo- I love that you love it, but come on, let's give it, a, let's give it its props. It's it is way more than that. Anyway, absolutely. Which makes it that much more infuriating that that is the one album that's not available on fucking Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't is know. On- I, I'm assuming it's because of the record label that it's on. That it maybe there's some yeah. weird. It's in a limbo or something. I don't know. Possibly. Well, it was. It was their major label one, wasn't they're, it? So. Yeah, their only major. It was a Geffen Records, I believe. Damn. So, anyway, but Death Angel's still around, talking about them like they're dead. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a different band, a different, a great band, but not not to me, you know, the first three. Yeah, damn, I I am that guy. When it, I'm that Metallica guy, first three Death Angel, then it's just not the same. <laughs> so I get it, I get it, Metallica haters, but I don't care. <laughs> that's that's something I was thinking about t- today that that you brought up earlier is I wish it was easier to excite me, you know. Yeah. I've just, you know, the problem is I've spoilt myself with the wealth of great shit that yeah. came out during the era that we're talking about. And, you know, a lot of people my age weren't exposed to that, so I can't blame them for not knowing or understanding it. But I always came from a mindset of, well, I don't want to be ignorant, yeah. so I'm going to go check out where all of your stuff wouldn't be if this didn't happen um but in turn i think that had an adverse effect where it's like i feel like i grew up in a time that i didn't even fucking live through now so i'm like kind of fucked (laughs) yeah it's it's just it it's made newer things it's made it harder for newer things to impress me new things do impress me sure but not but not at the frequency that stuff from 
this period does. Like, there's killer shit that comes out now. I can think of several albums that mm-hmm. have come out in the last few years, few years that I really like and I, I regularly listen to. Um, but it, you're right. It is one of those things where just this era just has some real pizzazz to it, you know? Well, I think it's just because it was the pinnacle of so many different kinds of music that were relatively new. You know, like metal was relatively new. Um, Also, my feelings about hip hop, relatively new genre. So once you get to the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s, it's like this, you know, combination of height of popularity with still some people very um, inspired. And so Mm. you put those things together and it's like not only do you have some amazing musicians and songwriters who have amazing ideas, some of which haven't really been done before, but you also have the popularity and money behind it to really make it explode. And so I just think, unfortunately, that's a thing that I think probably not going to happen again because, you know, all this music, even the music that's popular today, it's all shit that's different versions of shit that has been around now for 30, 40 years. So... Mm. I mean, so, I, you know, the the big thing that always sticks in my head when it comes to what you said with, you know, people are inspired, it's relatively new, and there's major label backing behind it. Yeah. The, the big thing I think of is the music video for um, Don't Call Me Dude by Scatterbrain. <laughs> Like, that yep. had to have had a massive budget for all those costumes. Like, and, 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 and and that I believe that's also on a major label. The first scatter. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Yeah. Like when you think about it. Like, like a song like Don't Call Me Dude. It, it, to anybody watching this that hasn't seen that video, do yourself a favor, pause this. Do it right now and come come back. Or, and or not, not it just was killer, that. wasn't it? You know, not, not, not just that, but the fucking Down With The Ship, that song in that video. Yeah. The fact that that was a single that they put out. Yeah. And just, that's like, that's that. I love that whole period because there's so much unusual music that never would have gotten the money and push that it got if it, if it wasn't for that exciting time and so you're not wrong like if i was your age i'd probably feel the same way i just was lucky enough to where i was old enough to at least experience it i didn't quite grasp the magnitude of what was going on at the time but i was at least there to like you know to experience the stuff when it was new but some people would say the same thing about you know being a teenager in the 70s and i i wasn't But, you know, imagine being a teenager around the time that metal is first starting and punk is first starting and all of this shit. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I I just feel bad for anybody born after like 95 because it's just like, well, you know. Yeah, it's it's and, and my generation has its own stuff to be nostalgic about. But, you know, it's for us, I think it's more gaming. Like like our our MTV was was games. Yeah. I think I yeah. think there's like there's like a definitive like block now of 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 groupings of people that I think of. I think of the radio generation, 
Mm-hmm. And then I think the MTV generation. Yeah. And then there's then there's me, the internet slash gaming generation, you know, where that's really... When I was born, games were still a little niche, whereas yeah. now they're arguably the most exciting medium being pushed at the minute, you know? Because there's some Shit. stuff coming out that I think, holy fuck. But not just that. If you had told me you know 20 years ago oh people are going to be able to make a living just playing video games i'd be like f- f- how <laughs> how's yeah. that gonna happen <laughs> um but it happens there are people making shitloads of money more money than i make and we're we put so much effort into these shows that we don't make shit <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what i'm gonna start doing and i have i'm gonna have a little little setup over in the corner and i'm just gonna be playing san andreas the entire time but it's gonna be in a little bubble up here or something and like you know if people want a little bit of gaming content they can they can look up in the corner and watch me run over a hooker um <laughs> or or you know yeah. coming coming soon the Crankton ranked video game which we will you know probably rip off in grand theft auto in some way or another yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a game like grand theft auto but starring me and eddie and uh, it'll be like you know missions or like go pick up the new album from Sepultura or something, you know, <laughs> um, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll create the crack a, dealer stole your demo tape, hunt him down. Oh yeah, <laughs> that know? too. But I was saying we create a world where it just puts all of our favorite things into one fake city. So we'll have like, yeah. you know, Stan Makita's donuts will be there that we go to at some point, <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, well, we'll, uh, well, it, it, this is man. If, if only we had the money to put our dreams into a uh, fruition or whatever, um, all right, hold on. Before I forget, we just finished ranking Death Angel, so we have to do we have to do this because we do it every single time we finish a discography. Um, join in yes. if you would like. It goes like this: three, two, one. Yeah, yeah we, we did, did it! it. Hell yeah! I hear I hear dogs running around out there. They're like, he's done. He's done. <laughs> um, that means food. <laughs> 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 but yeah death angel ranked that was good death angel great hell thing. yeah um so yeah we've we've, we've uh, i don't know where to go from this next week um we're doing another sort of offshoot show uh, whether it's next week or the week after if there's if there's gaps in weeks just know um life gets in the way but we haven't forgotten about you we love all oh, of absolutely you peanut butter yeah. platypuses it's- out there um there's 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 been a lot of um goings on in my personal life you know yeah. moving good ones uh, good good goings on G- good goings on um i won't i won't divulge for for fear of internet haters trying to trying to hone in on my address but uh <laughs> but yeah uh with that that was a that was a good time. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah. Um, and uh, m- yeah, we'll see you again next time for the next good time. Um, when we'll be, is it, we'll be grooving and removing. We will be grooving and removing, but. Um, uh, um, slashing and mashing. No. Is it? No. <clears throat> show meeting. Show meeting right now. Show meeting. Show meeting. Show oh, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey! Um, I thought uh, it reminded me when I made that noise. Um, handsome 
Dan. Hey. I'm not handsome Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So it is a slashed and mashed. Oh, well, work is hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're a freak with a microphone. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So it will be a slashed and mashed next time um, with a classic band, but not necessarily from the classic era. I'm, it's I'm much like Star the Trek, the next generation. <laughs> In many ways, it's superior, but will never be as recognized as the original. That is a really good point. The, what we'll be talking about fits that exactly. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, next time, that's what's going to happen. But this time, we are done with Death Angel. Thank you very much for being here. You're all beautiful people. Peanut butter platypus to you all. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. Lady dude.